So, Johnny, one of my friends that I follow on Twitter, well, I guess more of an acquaintance than friend. No, actually, I'm sorry, not Twitter, on Discord. On one of the Discord servers I'm in, a video game related one, uh, one of my acquaintances started posting like pictures of, um, they've, they're doing the perler bead, the melting bead, like patterns, mm-hmm. but of like video game sprites. So they did one of like Mario, like when he dies, when he goes up like this, you know, he does like the shock face and he falls. Yeah. They did one of Yoshi. They did one of Lakitu. You know Lakitu, right? The guy who throws the spiky shells from the cloud. Yep. With like the fishing rod sometimes. Anyways, they were doing a several, they were like posting like the ones they had just done. Like they, they're barely getting started with like the little hobby. And if you remember, I kind of used to do the same thing too, like about probably five or six years ago where I would do like the the melty bead patterns and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I did like, I did like the key blade. I did like all sorts of different ones. And it kind of reminded me of like, man, like I'm getting the itch to do it again because I stopped doing it for a while because I didn't have the space for it where I used to live. When I used to rent a room from the cup, this older couple, when I used to live with my mom. And now that I have my own place again, I'm like, Oh, like I can actually do this again if I wanted to. I just mm-hmm. forgot about it. So like, I've just been getting into I've, my whole life, I always been into hobbies. Whether it was like airsoft, which you know kind of comes and goes. Uh, this past year, I got into Gunpla, which is like the model kits for Gundams and stuff. Yeah. And like I've always just needed, felt the need, like even if I'm not staring at a screen or playing something, to just do something with my hands. Do you think is there like a through line with the hobbies that you select? They're all like gaming adjacent. Yeah. So like I, I got into airsoft after playing Call of Duty. Okay. I got into well Gunpla from watching the Gundam shows, but there's like a lot of Gundam like video games in and there's a lot of people within the video game community who also like love like the Gundam model kits in general. And then like the Perler Beat stuff. That one's odd to me. I didn't when I when I, I first saw your little models, I was like, where did this come from? Like because I had seen it in Hobby Lobby places like that. For sure. But I never thought like, oh Andrew would be in this into this little type of thing. So where'd that come from? Because okay, so that was weird. I remember I had the same conversation with you a couple episodes back where I started watching Gundam because I was intrigued by this report or it was like a meme or something of this woman in a Filipino village that got flooded and the only thing she saved was her husband's Gundam model kits like in a raft. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember, I talked about this before. Yeah. And I was like, like why would she bother, like, why, was that, why does that mean so much to her husband? And like our cousin Brian, our cousin Joe are also into Gundam. And I'm like, like clearly this is like a cultural touchstone that I'm missing out on. So like, let me check it out. Instantly fell in love with like the genre of like, or like the, the in universe of the main like Gundam timeline. And and I started like buying the kits because I'm like, oh, like, I really love this model. Or, oh, I really love this Gundam. I really like, oh, I got, like I can have one. I can like build one like that. Like, oh, I want to do that. And they kind of just got away from me now where I have like, like at home, I have like the boxes piled up from like where my um, what would you call that? Not armoire, a dresser from my dresser. Yeah. To almost the ceiling above my dresser, like I have like boxes stacked of Gundam kits, and like I've done a lot of them. I've done more than half of them, and each time I do one, like it's just so I just like it's funny. I just like to look at them. Like mm-hmm. I'll pose them in certain like, and I just like look at them. I'll just like stare at them, Johnny, because I'm like, oh, that looks so cool. And then I'll pose them, and I'll put them next to each other, and I'll just like, oh, that looks so cool. And it's like. It reminds me of when I was a kid, when I was like into toys, but this isn't the same thing though. Cause you can't play with them I and mean, you can, but they're not built. They're very flimsy. Yeah. They're not meant for like hard, like bashing or whatever. They're meant to like look at, they're very fragile. 
if you move them too much, like they will fall apart. So they're just kind of meant to be like display pieces. And actually before that, when I was in university, I briefly got into model kits for like tanks and stuff, like very briefly, because I was like, I was learning about them in history, like different wars. And I like to kind of see like the evolution of like machines and stuff over time. So like I got it. I have like a, I had a SR 71 Blackbird I never built. I, I think I lost it actually, but I, I opened it, the box to see the parts and it had like the, like the little, like the little stairs, the little yellow stairs are separate to climb into the cockpit because it's so damn high. And they had like the, you know, like the engines and the motors and the wings and like the decals for like US like Air Force. Like it just looks so cool because they had like if you put it together, like, you know, do a proper diorama, like it'll look like badass or whatever. So so like the, with the with the Gunpla, with the that's what they, that's the official term for like Gundam model kids and stuff, because they're not all Gundams. The Gundam word is very it's basically only refers to like the main, like the the special character ones. Because there's some that don't have like faces, they're just generic robot heads, and then those are not considered Gundam. But that's a side side sidebar thing. But um, I've always felt the need to like just make stuff with my hands. With like Legos, like Legos are cool, but they're just way too expensive. They are. And then like what it is, yeah. And then they don't always have all the stuff I'm interested in. They have like like the only thing that interests me Lego wise is the Star Wars line of stuff because they have a lot of Star Wars Legos, but like. They have other things like Harry Potter Lego. That doesn't that doesn't appeal to me. They have, um, you know, like Marvel Lego, DC Lego stuff. I'm like, eh, like that's not really cool to me. Like, if I'm going to have Spider, I don't want like a minifigure, like a chibi Spider Man. You know? Yeah. So I just never got into that. But I do know people who are very much into like Legos. Like that's like their thing. That's their hobby on the side or whatever. So, but um, yeah, with like the Perler beads, I liked making like sprites from video games that I love and stuff. Like I did like the Pokemon sprite of like my favorite Pokemon Needle King, which is like a big, big one like this, which is really cool. But I don't know, Johnny, have you ever been into like any kind of like hobbies that are not just strictly video game related or could be video game adjacent even? I mean, okay. So the thing is I'm a minimalist. I hate having a lot of things, right? Okay. But, and I, and when I purchase something, I don't like, purchasing something that i'm not gonna use you know so i like building things i like kit bashing that type of deal but it's weird for me to build a model and then it just kind of sits there and i'm like people will come around and i'm like does that represent represent john you know that one model that everybody's seeing Mm -hmm. but i have so many things that i that i'm like i revel okay for example a lot of my friends are i go to the gym right Sure. So a lot of the stuff is adjacent to that. Like I have a lot of camping stuff because my friends like to go hiking and that turns into like, hey, maybe I need to buy a tent. Okay. So, so I have a tent. I have my machete. I have my axes. I have uh, I have two bicycles, like my mountain bike and then my road bike. So I have that stuff. And then I have things where I don't know if I can consider them hobbies because I like don't do them too often, like jet skiing. <laughs> you know yeah yeah i have a i have a kayak um so there's that stuff and then and then the stuff that's video game related i i don't know if i want to go into it because i'm like should i invest here or should i invest there and do i want to have these ton of items you know mm-hmm. because at some point it's like am i gonna grow out of them i, I don't know it's yeah just... i get that because like i'm not really into airsoft anymore mm-hmm Although I do have a lot of the equipment still, like vest and like magazines and like stuff. I mean, like not paper magazines, but like actual like reloading magazines or whatever. So I do have a lot of that gear. That's like I did kind of just 
not that I grew out of it. It's just that the scene up here kind of fell apart. Like where I used to go, like that place closed down and like all the near airsoft places are like down the hill. And so like, I kind of not, it wasn't up to me. That's just the circumstances of the sport. Yeah. You can call it. So that kind of fell apart, but, but, hmm? but go ahead. But like, um, I get that with like, cause I, I get how you're like very minimalist. Cause you'll, you always complain about like, Oh, there's like a lot of clutter around here. There's a lot of clutter around here. And you'll, you'll like make a note of it, but I mean, I've always kind of, I felt that before. I think I stopped being into hobbies because for a while my living situation was very like, am I going to stay here long enough or like, oh, I don't have the space here. But now that, it, now that I have like my home home, I'm like, okay, now I feel like the need to populate it with stuff in a way. So I think that's kind of part of it too. So you don't of. have that feeling on, on your phone too? Because I even say that about my phone. Like I have unlimited data, right? Like right. unlimited storage or whatever. But I still feel the need of going into my album and saying, like, I got to get rid of the, all the extra little photos. I do that when I'm low on memory only. I do that regardless. Oh, no. I don't really feel the need to do that. If there's an app like my, like, remember we are talking about my wish list that I have on, on like, Google Maps? I'm like, I got to visit this place, this place, mm-hmm, this place. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I'm like, this, this is too much shit. Like, even if I did have time and all the money or whatever, I don't really want to go to all these little corners. I want to just... um boil it down to maybe the top 20 things that are outdoors and tw- top 30 things that are like like theme parks and th- those type of adventures mm-hmm. and i'm always condensing things and th- i think that's part of my minimalist streak too i get that so even when i do have a space i'm like no i gotta, I gotta bring it down well speaking of hobbies let's get back to this one shall we <laughs> ladies yeah, and gentlemen sure. welcome to the Duo Sense Podcast. I'm, as always, I'm your host, Andrew Roscoe, joined by the Badger of the High Desert, the self-proclaimed lost cause, because he's always down for the cause, never down for the count, the unnecessary one, the truth, Johnny. Hey. What do we got? Well, let's transition away from talking about hobbies. Well, we're going to talk about a different hobby now, the main one here that we're here for. Uh, we have a couple of stories. Nothing, nothing, nothing too serious. Uh, pretty light stuff. Nothing overly dramatic. Let's get to our first story from Push Square. It says here, it says, placing your PS5 vertically could kill it. Unverified claims suggest. This one's written by Liam Croft. He says, questionable claims that positioning your PS5 vertically could eventually break it have been spread online over the past 24 hours. However, with so few examples of a flawed of a flaw touted by a French repair shop, it's very unlikely to be something you actually need to worry about. Along with another console repair store, both suggest a design flaw in the PS5's innards could cause liquid metal to spill out of its casing and damage other components, thus breaking the system. Used to cool the, the console, the claims mention a potential seal breakage between the APU uh, accelerated processing unit and it's cooler which would then leak liquid metal onto other bits and pieces the theory is that if your ps5 is placed horizontally the substance won't go anywhere it'll simply stay put in its casing however if the system is vertical then there's the risk of liquid metal seeping out those discussing the claim suggest it loses a lot of credibility when to even have the possibility of liquid metal leak out of its casing something bad needs to happen to the seal protecting it Buried within the PS5's other components, the chances of that happening appear minis- minuscule. 
The two repair shops warn this flaw will cause the system to overheat and damage the motherboard. But if, you've, if you're already moving your PS5 around so much and vandalizing it to the point where a small casing inside it has been broken, then you may already have a bigger problem. And then there's like pictures. There's actually a picture of like how a normal one should look on the left. Like it's nice and clean. There's the gold plating. And then on the right, it looks like it has like a lot of like silver kind of like corrosion, like almost like calcifying, like calcium buildup. But like what's dripping down? Is that what that is? No, it's no, no, no. I know what you're talking about. That's not the picture I see right now. Okay. It's like, it's like spread. It's like the metal is spread out outwards and it's like already like hardened. That's a different picture, I think. It says, while the two stores share evidence of the liquid metal leaking out of its casing and tweets, it's such a small sample size and doesn't mention the possibility of user-made damage elsewhere that there's really nothing to worry about here. The official line from Sony is a system will work in both the horizontal and vertical orientations. Otherwise, it wouldn't have designed it to have padding on the bottom to be placed flat or shipped the system with a stand so it can be put upright. Should the situation change or new evidence comes to surface... We'll be sure to update you with information. Until then, though, claims of PS5 breakage from such a small sample size can't be taken as evidence of a wider problem that Sony overlooked. Have you, by any chance, encountered this problem at all? That's how it ends right there. That's not me asking you. That's just how it ends right there. Um, so, Johnny, I remember I, I, for as long as I can remember, I think as far as back as the PS2 era, they've always advertised you can put the systems like standing up. Mm-hmm. I think the PS2 even had a stand. I don't know if it came with it or you had to buy it. But as far back as then, you could put they advertise like you can like stand it ver- vertically. I've never done that. I've always put it horizontally for an unrelated reason, and that's because I was always afraid. And this is kind of silly. Maybe it's silly, but I think it's a legit concern. I was always afraid that putting it like taut, like vertically, that the disc spinning would somehow like come like free of like the thing that holds it in the center, mm-hmm. and I just I was worried that the disc would just come off the thing and just like you know, kind of like a fidget spinner, like just wobble around and get scratched and stuff in there. I'm like, if I have it flat, I know the little, like the little thing that holds it, like that seats it in the center, the little, like that goes into the hole, right? Well, it doesn't just sit there. It's got like the little bearings on the side. They're not bearings, I don't think, but it pops in there. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I always felt like that's going to keep it in place. So if it ever like gets loose, it's not going to like fly all over the place it's just gonna go straight up or something because it's being held in place mm-hmm. whereas if it's sideways on its side i feel i don't it's probably not a, a real fear but i just feel like it's gonna come loose or like it's gonna gravity will pull it down and it's gonna get like scratched or smudged or something so that's why i've always put my consoles horizontally no matter how much space they take up like what do you think have you ever done that or do you just not no i think we're gonna say earthquake but I think we're going to say, like, oh, if it's balanced, it's not that too. That too. No, no, no. That, definitely that too, actually. for That was a that was a concern I had with my one of my flat screen TVs because it was like the legs barely fit on the dresser. Oh, and if it's like two inches, you're screwed. Yeah. All right. And because I used to live on a second story floor where earthquakes are much more stronger, like strongly felt. Uh-huh. So I was always nervous that it would wobble and teeter and like fall backwards or forward but um yeah with the exception of my ps1 i've always had the consoles just vertically <laughs> trying to imagine a vertical ps1 would just look funny <laughs> yeah like... i think it's i think it's part of my minimalist streak like i don't want it to take up space you know it's gotta it just looks cleaner when it's vertical you don't want it spread out yeah yeah okay. i have a thing with like 
unnecessary space I, being I, used. I checked right now. Like That's right. You do have the PS4 vertically right now. Yeah. yeah, there it is. I got the PS2 right there in the little pocket. Vertically. Vertically, yeah. So it, it's not a thing for me. I mean, with this... I don't know, right? The sample size is really small, but it's obviously in the in the photo. I'm curious if it's a European thing because he mentioned one French shop, but I don't know if they mentioned if the other shop was also French. A French shop? Yeah, it was a French repair shop that like brought awareness to this thing. Oh, but they mentioned a second shop that also had the same issue, but they mentioned the second was French. So I was wondering, maybe is it a particular batch of PS5s that went to Europe? Maybe. Uh, that's what I was wondering. Maybe it could have been a. Of course, like you said, a batch that was defective, maybe. Mm-hmm. Or was it like environmental stuff? Was it a little bit too hot for the for the person? Because yeah, because that could just be merely a symptom of a greater problem that that PS Five already had. Yeah, like something like you're saying, like if you if it's like the seal's broken, you, it must be like other stuff like shaking or wobbling or other stuff that came loose too. Before maybe they transported a lot. I, who the fuck knows, right? Yeah. Um. But yeah, the moral of the story is. It could happen to you. So, are you going to change your orientation for your system? I don't think so. You're going to keep it. You're going to you're going to attempt fate. <laughs> well, this happened after two years of of the console, right? Maybe less. Actually, we don't know. We don't know when they got the PS5. I mean, yeah. we don't know when the customer mm-hmm. bought the PS5. Yeah, but I, I think until there's more reports or uh, until Sony addresses it, I think keeping the console upright, at least the, the PS5, mm-hmm. I think it'll stay like that for me. This reminds me of. Do you remember the Red Ring of Death for the Xbox 360? Oh, yeah, yeah. It was a. It was like a similar issue where I guess the adhesives they used for keeping certain components together, like over time, if they got too warm, it would come undone. Mm-hmm. And so, like whatever was supposed to be touching something else would come undone, and then that's why it would stop working. Mm-hmm. Because Xbox, because Microsoft cheaped out on a certain type of glue or some kind of adhesive, and so if people found a workaround that by wrapping your 360 with a towel you're basically hot boxing it in and the heat would reseal the the paste the adhesive wait so the heat caused the problem yes and then you're using the same problem to fix it because once it because once it was no longer adhesive oh. it cooled down so it would separate and yeah. then stay like that yeah and exactly. then so they would heat it again to like to do it again kind of again. kind of like um I guess it'd be the equivalent of like using a uh, what do you call those things where you with the wire when you heat it uh, soldering kind of, yeah. but they were doing it in reverse where like heat undid it, heat will put it back, and so like they would perp- like wrap their Xbox 360s, let it run wrapped in a towel to trap all the heat, yeah, and that would actually fix it sometimes. Because I remember our cousin Ruben had a similar issue, uh-huh. and he did the towel trick. That's what they called it back then, the towel trick, and it actually like prolonged the life of the 360 again, like it fixed it. Which is weird how people find these workarounds. Yeah, I can't imagine you're you're just loving the game. You're at the end of it, and they just get that fucking ring just um, pop up on you. Damn. And, and then I was out of warranty. Yeah, I mean that caused a lot of issues for Microsoft, where they had to like I guess switch the adhesives they were using, or like I think they had to add like an extra like a like a plate, like a little tap it plate, like over it to like keep it down. So even if the, he- the adhesive failed, there was still like another piece of metal holding it down, like a clamp kind of an encasing no like inside like where the where the mother where the like the, the silicone though yeah know. but i mean an encasing so the adhesive wouldn't expand as far maybe no it was like some kind of, they had to put like another like clamp like a metal like bevel not a bevel but like another like thin strip of metal to hold it down so if it, even if it un- came undone it wouldn't like separate mm-hmm. so anyways it just kind of reminded me of that where like 
you know, you put systems out in the wild, you don't account for every single external factor and then like things like that can happen. So it'll be interesting if like in a year or so we see more of these things happen and then they'll see if they go back and fix the article and like in light of the spread of news. Maybe it's just a one-off. Hopefully, hopefully it is a one-off because I would hate for my PS5. I paid a lot for it. I would hate for my PS5 too. But you're flat, so. That's true. My PS5 is flat. Thank God. Anyways, John, let's move on to the next story, shall we? You're supposed to say yes. Yes, sir. All right. All right. Let's go. <laughs> Hold on. I, a little behind the scenes. I need to check my hard drive to make sure I have space. Okay, good. I was like, I was afraid we're going to run out of space on the recording, but we're good. All right. Ah, I forgot the image that shows up when you as the PS PSVR one with like the scary like nurse lady like shouting or whatever. Anyways, this article is another Push Square article. This one written by Sammy Barker. Sounds like a baseball player, Sammy Barker. It says this use of PSVR 2's eye tracking is truly terrifying. You'll like this article. Until Dawn, Russia Blood, a Rails shooter with many memorable moments, was one of the unsung heroes of the PSVR software roster, and pseudo sequel. The Dark Pictures Switchback VR looks set to build on that legacy. While it will offer a similar experience to its predecessor, you're riding a roller coaster through increasingly unnerving environments. It does have some horrifying ideas that will take advantage of the hardware. One feature that's been teased previously but described in more detail by Edge Magazine is its implementation of eye tracking. As you may know, PSVR 2 can detect where you're looking, and it can use this technology in a number of ways. For many, it'll likely be leveraged for foveated rendering, which is used to enhance the detail of objects you're specifically looking at, cutting back on computational costs. But there are gameplay possibilities too. In Firewall Ultra, for example, you'll use your eyes to select your weapons. And in the aforementioned horror spinoff, well, developer Supermassive Games has something particular horrific in mind. Edge explains, a door painted with the instruction, don't blink, opens up into a room of blood-smeared mannequins and harlequin masks, their bodies twisted into unnatural poses. Eventually, we can't help it anymore and let our eyelids flutter closed. When they open again, the mannequins have been rearranged or have rearranged themselves. The magazine continues that it learned to use its blinking tactically, only closing its eyes once its weapons were reloaded and and ready. While it is obviously a gimmick, and one that's likely to be copied by countless other developers over the course of the PSVR 2's lifespan, it sounds particularly harrowing, doesn't it? Pair all of this with the headset's haptic feedback and lifelike visuals, and we imagine this is going to be a pretty heart-pounding experience. That is one way to make sure I never play your game. <laughs> if you're trying to pull like jump scares and stuff like that, like, oh no. like That is cool, though. I, I'm More than that, I'm intrigued by the... Um, the selecting weapons with your eyes kind of thing uh-huh. because I can, I right now a big growing segment of like games journalism and games advocacy is like the, uh, is the disabled section of gaming where people who are blind, people who maybe don't have the nerves or the proper nervous system for like using controls and certain like layouts and stuff, which that reminds me, I need to bring up another thing, another story where I can almost completely forgot about, but, um, being able to do things with your eyes instead of having to use your hands is not only just beneficial to like regular people, but especially beneficial for those who don't have like all their motor functions who want to play games. So that's cool how they're using like the eye tracking thing to kind of like, like it's one of those, like, you know, a rising tide lifts all boats kind of thing. Like it's cool for for, you know, K 
um, what would be the term? Capable? Not capable. Able? Able? Able people, I guess, to be able to play games like that. Like, not having to, like, push buttons or whatever. Because I forget... I play so many games, I forget the control layouts or the control schemes after a while. So being able to, like... Imagine, like, a weapon wheel pops up and you just look at the gun you want to use. And it's, like, it just selects it. That's, like, so, like, futuristic. Well, yeah, for me, for me, the benefit is... Uh, let's say a game like Horizon Zero Dawn, we get a, a weapon wheel and it's got so many weapons. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's only so many weapons you can select before it begins to get tedious, right? With the with the joystick, and you gotta select. You can't add too many because you'll skip your weapon, and you know that's annoying. Mm-hmm. But if you can add ten weapons to the wheel or whatever to the bar, then you just look, you open it, you look at it, you close it, and it knows which which uh, weapon you were left, your eyes were left on, mm-hmm. right? So you can make uh, selections for weapons like super quick, because I mean I'm sure you've gone through it where you're playing through a game and you're like scanning through the weapon, the weapon bar, or the yeah, weapon yeah, yeah. wheel, and you're like ah I fucking missed it, and then yeah, somebody you shoots you. Keep you know? going switching, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're yeah. like switching back and forth. It it'd be so much easier just look at the damn thing. I mean, they're gonna have that option too, right? That, this, but the games this, are gonna be so much uh, faster paced when you're like switching weapons or selecting the. Uh, a strike or something you know this thing literally just yeah the thing you're describing literally just happened to me a few days ago when i was playing um uh mobile suit gundam battle operation code fairy where like you you instead of a you have a weapon wheel but i always forget to use it but you just tap r1 you'll cycle through your weapons uh-huh. and sometimes i'm in a, i'm like i'm like my gun's reloading so i have to switch to something else yeah and i and i type and i do it too quickly and i skip the gun i was trying to use like no not, i have to keep going again to bring it back up because like you can't just go backwards you have to like cycle through it like in one direction yeah and right now when you mentioned that i'm like oh yep like yep that's like one of the issues i deal with so that's actually uh that's very fitting but um that's cool man i'm trying to imagine like they're saying like oh a couple of that like the horror thing because like um i I forgot which silent hill game has enemies like that where there's mannequins where if you face them they hold still but then if you turn away and you come back like they're they're closer to you all of a sudden but you never see them when they're actually moving right they move in between you looking at them, so like that's kind of, like when they mentioned that. Like that I remind, I think it's Silent Hill four, maybe or three. These mannequin enemies. So I'm like, oh man, that sounds terrifying. Like, or like, like because you know, there's that one game, uh, through your, I think it's called Through Your Eyes or In Your Eyes, something like that, where like you can only play with a camera, and it does the same thing where you're you're every time you blink, like the game fast forwards a few years, and like. I don't see how they're going to get away with that. Like, the processing power that you would need for the entire environment to change literally on a fucking... Blank. Oh, well, it's not a VR game. The one I'm talking about? Okay. It's, you play on your desktop. It's like it's actually... It's also... Uh, if you have Netflix on your phone, you can play it through the Netflix section of games. Mm-hmm. I think it's called In Your Eyes or something, uh, through, something like that. But, like, the game is, like, everybody has, like, a slightly different experience because we all blink at different intervals. Mm-hmm. So, like, you'll miss out on certain details by blinking. So, you're trying, you're supposed to, like, not really blink that much because you can you can just blink your way through the game and, like, the game is over and, like, you missed out on, like... It's kind of like the premise of Click. You ever seen the movie, the Adam Sandler movie Click? Uh-huh. Where, he, like, he fast-forwards through his life and stuff like that and then, like, he missed out on stuff. It's kind of like that. But, like, how they do the thing with the eye tracking, like, selecting weapons. I mean, if they could do that for aiming, that would be amazing. Where I could, I could just look intently at something and like my gun shoots that way with like like i'm in a mech suit or something or with robot ai or something like that where like like okay like like you know like mark the target and you just like stare at the target it's like okay confirming and just like rain fire or something like that like how cool would that be because there's like military games where they do have like the, they have like the laser guy like the laser marking thing yeah but imagine if you could just do that with your headset it's so cool that would be so cool if you could well do if that. you're a sniper right 
just looking at something, you just got to pull the trigger. Mm-hmm. Right? Kind of close the skill gap maybe a little bit or something. I think that'd be cool. Yeah, but I like this idea where if you keep your eyes open, you have enemies up in front, for Silent Hill specifically, you have the nurses, like, don't. and you ha- you're, you're scared, you're in fucking VR, you're scared, and you have to look at as many as you can. And the ones that you don't look at are the ones that are coming at you from the side or from the back. Now, hold on, though, Johnny. Are they accounting for people who are smart, like me, who will blink one eye at a time to always keep one open? For what? So each one stays hydrate- hydrated without me missing the target. Without me taking eyes off the target. Well, they're going to know you're cheating. But like, you know what I mean? Like if both if only one eye is open, I'm still seeing the thing happening, right? You know well, I mean? you might as well just keep both eyes open and then you just put drops as you play the game. Okay, that's that's more work though. And I have to look up to do that, I think, so <laughs> But you close an eye, they're, they're gonna know you're cheating. If you close one, then you can see when things happen, you know what I mean? Yeah, sure. Yeah, you won't you'll never be in the dark is what I'm trying to say. Well, you'll have a flashlight in the game, so you know what I'm trying to say. All right. Anything else on that, Johnny? No. All right. Let's move on to the next one because you just reminded me. And I almost forgot the story. Uh, this comes from the PlayStation blog. Introducing Project Leonardo for PlayStation 5. Oh, this thing. A highly customizable accessibility controller because we're talking about accessibility. That's why. So this thing looks it looks kind of funky. It looks like... um. It looks like those things that women use for birth control, like the dial, the wheel thing with the with the pills. Oh yeah, you know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Like where it's like all the days or whatever of a month kind of thing. Yeah, it's like a white dial, except each section or partition of the dial is a different button. So there's circle, there's a triangle one, there's X, there's L1, L2, R1. These are all on separate, different, like little kind of like um, I guess you would call them like pads or partitions, kind of like a little section. You can think of like a pizza kind of. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like that where it's like a sl- or different slices, essentially. And it's attached to like a big old knob of a joystick. Okay. So I, I described it for those who haven't seen it yet. Anyways, it says designed to remove barriers to gaming and help players with disabilities play more easily, more comfortably, and for longer periods on PS5. So this is a uh, Hideaki Nishino, Senior Vice President of Platform Experience at Sony Interactive Entertainment. It says... Accessibility is an important topic to us at PlayStation, and we want to continue raising the bar to enable every gamer to experience the joy of play. Whether it's the robust accessibility options in PlayStation Studios games like Santa Monica Studios God of War Ragnarok, or Naughty Dog's The Last of Us Part 2, or I'm sorry, Part 1, or the wide array of features in our PS4 and PS5 console UI. We are passionate about reducing barriers to play for every gamer. Today at CES, we announced the next step in our journey to make gaming more accessible. Project Leonardo for PlayStation 5. Developed with key contributions from accessibility experts, community members, and game developers, Project Leonardo is our codename for a new, highly customizable controller kit that works, quote, out of the box, to help many players with disabilities play games more easily, more comfortably, and for longer periods. Brought I'm sorry, through conversations with accessibility experts and incredible organizations like Able Gamers, Special Effect, and StackUp, we've designed a highly configurable controller that works in tandem with many third-party accessibility accessories and integrates with the PS5 console to open up new ways of gaming. It is built to address common challenges faced by many players with limited motor control, including difficulty holding a controller for long periods, accurately pressing small clusters of buttons or triggers, or positioning thumbs and fingers optimally on a standard controller. 
Hardware customization, Project Leonardo for PS5, is a canvas for gamers to craft their own play experience. It includes a robust kit of swappable components, including a variety of analog stick caps and buttons in different shapes. I'm sorry, shapes and sizes. Players can use these components to craft a wide array of control layouts, and the distance of the analog stick from the gamepad can be adjusted to suit the player's preference. These components allow players to find a configuration that works for their strength, range of motion, and particular physical needs. Since on the PS5, console players have an array of options to tailor the Project Leonardo Play experience, including button mapping. The controller's buttons can be programmed to any supported function, and multiple buttons can be mapped to the same function. Conversely, players can map two functions, like R2 plus L2, onto the same button. So, like, that's the thing that some turbo controllers are have, which are, like, third-party controllers for, like, fighting games, where you can have, like, one button does the work of several buttons combined, where, like, you can preset, like, combos to a single button press, which is pretty cool. Sort of. Control profiles. Players can store their program button settings as control profiles and easily switch between them by pressing the profile button. So you can have like different quote like controller loadouts where like you have a preset like locked in saved for like this game or for like Horizon maybe I want to use a different control scheme or maybe for God War Ragnarok I want to use a different control scheme that's not the same as the Horizon one. So you can save these profiles or like presets basically. Uh, up to three control profiles only three okay up to three control profiles can be stored and accessed by the player from their PS5 console at any time. Project Leonardo can be used as a standard controller or paired with additional Project Leonardo DualSense wireless controllers. So I don't know if you, got, you can, I don't know if you've seen this already, Johnny, but like they have, so you can use one of like the wheels by itself. You can use one of the wheels in conjunction with the DualSense with the DualSense controller. DualSense, I get it confused with our podcast. DualSense controller. You can use two wheels, or you can use two wheels and the PS5 controller in conjunction with each other. So like, there's like. You know, it kind of reminds me of like something that you would see like in a uh, like in a like in a cockpit or something where you have like two different like input like control panel kind of things where you're like, well maybe one maybe one you're just using the analog stick and the other one you have like the buttons or something like that. It looks pretty cool. I can imagine this for like other stuff. Since so for example, players can augment their DualSense controller with a Project Leonardo, Project Leonardo controller or use two Project Leonardo controllers on their own. A friend or family member can also assist by helping to control the player's game character with a DualSense controller or a second Project Leonardo controller. The controllers can be dynamically turned on or off and used in any combination. Project Leonardo is expandable through four 3.5mm auxiliary ports to support a variety of external switches and third-party accessibility accessories. This enables users to integrate specialty switches, buttons, or analog sticks with the Project Leonardo controller. The external accessories can be dynamically connected or disconnected, and each can be configured to act like any other button. This thing is highly modular. So the Project Leonardo split symmetric design allows players to reposition the analog sticks as close together or as far apart as they like. The controller lies flat and does not need to be held so players can lay it on a table or a wheelchair tray. It can be easily secured to AMPS mounts, amps, or tripods, Oh, and can be oriented 360 degrees for the most comfortable use. Players can also program the north orientation on the analog stick to match their preferred controller orientation. Okay, there's like more about this, but I... Oh, uh, it just says it's currently in development. We continue to gather valuable feedback from the community. Uh, we are also grateful for everyone in the community. Okay, it's just a bunch of like accolades of like things for like being involved and stuff. Johnny, 
what do you think about this what do you think about this modular accessibility controller because it looks it looks kind of funky like visually but i like the idea where it shows like how you can use it in conjunction with other stuff like it's just so modular and i love modular things okay i mean personally on a personal level i don't know how i really feel about this of course this is for people that have disabilities that's great for them accessibility yeah needs yeah um, I can kind of see how, you know, you have a disability, you can't push, maybe you can't push certain buttons or the speed is different or the, the or range. Or your fingers are, like, the buttons are too far apart for your fingers or something. Yeah, yeah. It's not a standard user. So I can kind of see how they have a disability and they have a difficulty playing. But now that they have access to these new devices, mm-hmm. I can see they might, and then you can map the, the buttons on all of this and you can change the ranges and all that. They might end up having an advantage over the typical user you know so in competitive games like fighting games they might end up having a an advantage like they say you can map buttons together right yeah it'll be like x triangle and then you could just convert it into a single button square or something sure yeah so maybe fighting games maybe i don't know rts games something like that well they'll start out competing the regular user well some games have already kind of gotten around that for example i think um one of the Street Fighters, I forgot which one, had simplified controls for offline gameplay. Uh-huh. Where you can use like combos with a single press of a button. And it was like for offline, like story, campaign, training, whatever you want to call it, like local multiplayer. But if you were to use it online, it would just disable that setting. You would have to use like the traditional combos with the traditional buttons. Mm-hmm. For like the fighting game community or for anything competitive, I think they would realize it like you clearly can't do that or like yeah i just wonder it what... would just be se- i imagine it'd be just separated and you have to remember like playstation has evo now so they can do because they've done i don't know if Evo's done this but i know there's been competitions for people who require special needs controllers and like they only play amongst themselves and then people who just have regular controllers and know how to play the game regularly and then they have like their own separate tier yeah, i just wonder how how some people are going to I mean, this if, thing already exists, though, because if you wanted to play like the way you're talking about, you can already do that with a they have like special controllers you can buy now. Third party controllers. They already allow you to do that kind of stuff. Where So you think in competition, they're just going to say you got to play, play the standard way. Like if you have a disability, they do that already. Yeah. Like, OK. Oh, well, yeah, I think that's OK, actually. Like, yeah, it kind of sucks for them that they can't play competitively. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you can't also say like, hey, just push one fucking button and you get your fucking your special unless the other person does it too yeah if they're playing on if they're like yeah i'll accept these terms totally cool they can battle it out i remember this because i have again another acquaintance who i know who he's a journalist who is um highly disabled Mm -hmm. and he was telling me about how uh, he wrote an article about street fighter 4 how street fighter 4 did have like this thing where you can like do like the ultra combos or whatever with a single button press and like but you had, but like, yeah, it's, it's, you cannot use it for online play. You can only use it just for offline or whatever. So like, okay. it is fair for everybody. It's not like the special Olympics thing where people say like, oh, like they have like, um, what do you call it? Those amputated, like the, uh, what do you call them? The, uh, there's a word prosthetics, prosthetics, right? Yeah. And about how like they don't tire the same way if they're running compared to someone who has all the oh, muscle interesting tissue. interesting point. Yeah. Right. Like all the muscle, like all the fatigue, all the lactic acid that a normal yeah. able person, right? Mm-hmm. Like, they've already addressed that with video games. they kind of already gotten around that. 
They kind of which is just disable it. Which is just to like uh, separate it. Yeah, it's not. In, it's just not integrated the same way. That's interesting. So you have like your special Olympics division exactly. for video games. You have ranked, and then like I think ranked does it, it disables like it has like way more rules in terms of what you can use it even controller wise i think that's fair yeah okay uh but as far as like regular gaming i think that's pretty awesome that you can just map out your 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 mm-hmm. stuff and then you're like well shit i could beat these normies now right but it also goes both ways because again you already have those control those third-party controllers that can already do that the only thing is they're not modular in the same way this is where you can like physically pull it apart and stuff Mm-hmm. Like you can adjust the distance between the joystick and the buttons. Do you think that would frustrate you? It would frustrate me if somebody could just press one thing and you're like, the whole fucking game is is like lopsided to there. Mm. I don't know. I don't think so because I can't. Outside of fighting games, I can't imagine where that would be like super like OP. I think the only thing. Well, that's why I brought that up first. Fighting. If they I could, I mean, I I would probably use it if I could use it to take advantage where if I could map like. Let's say I'm playing Call of Duty. If I can map the aiming and the firing button to the same button, like that would just save me a, a second. Aiming and firing? Yeah, instead of because you aim with L1 and then you fire with R1. If I could just map that both to just R1. I don't think that'd be effective. You don't think so? No, because... You immediately aim and shoot at the same time? Yeah, but, but you're talking about aiming with a joystick, right? No. Aiming like normally, but to L1 to go bring up the sights. No, I know, but... You have to, you have to aim it, and then you get into like the zone. You get into yeah. like the, let's the, just call it the orange zone. Yeah. But you gotta get in the red zone, and then I think there's no way that you can possibly make sure that you're in the red zone, and then aim and. Oh, shoot I at see the same what you time. mean. I see what you mean. Like, like you, you automatically to, lock in. Yeah, that's okay. That's auto aim, right? Yeah, you're, you're a good point. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um. Okay. So. As a, I, I want to see a regular user on this item. I think it's funny they come, uh, they came out with this already because Xbox kind of already beat them to the punch. They've been having this type of controller for like, I want to say over two years at this point. What control? They have like, Xbox has their own version of this thing where you can have this where you can swap, yeah, where you can swap out the buttons and like it's like designed for accessibility where you can like change adjust like the distance between things mm-hmm. where you swap out the inputs and it's like. It's not a controller. It's more like it looks kind of like a fight stick, where it's like it's just like a tablet. It's like a rectangular tablet, and then the buttons and the joysticks you can like move them around on the tablet, kind of thing. It's like a board, if you can imagine that. Like a oh, I think I've seen it. Yeah, where you can just move the buttons around, and like and then like you can like adjust. There's like a little plastic thing that allows you to adjust the distance of like the components. Yeah, Xbox already has this. But I think it's very expensive though. Someone told me it's like in the two hundred dollar range. So it'd be so it'd be the impetus is on PlayStation to make this in an accessible but also financially accessible kind of way. So I hope they're able to pull it off. Well, I want to see a, a you know completely capable person use this and see what what game is optimized to use this device. You know, mm-hmm. because for me, we were talking about looking at the items. To me, that thing is a weapon wheel. So sure. if so if I could uh, if I could use my regular my regular control. And then let's say you have this on your foot. You can just press the top one and then you select exactly the item you want, you know, and you're not fidgeting around opening the wheel. Yeah. Well, some games have that. Like the Gundam game I was telling you about has, I just don't do it properly because I forget. Uh-huh. But if you hold like L1 and then you push any of the face buttons, if each weapon co- coincides to one of the face buttons. 
So like you can use you can skip the weapon wheel by just holding L1 and just remembering oh like my my cannon is L1 circle yeah. my sword is L1 square and then you just switch automatically so you can some games have that implementation where you don't have to go into the wheel I think Horizon doesn't Horizon have that where you push the D pad for like switching like specific equipment if there was I don't know I like the weapon wheel on Horizon okay so it's it's not some games have cumbersome. that where they're already mapped you have to like hold down a certain button to trigger like. So you're not just going left or right, on the, uh, like walking around. No, but Horizon balances balances it well. I I think for some games it's a it's right. a pain because within Horizon you have to ha- you have the wheel within the wheel where you have to choose the ammo for the weapon you're switching to, right? Remember the on the, when, the wheel? yeah when you open the like they say you open the weapon wheel and if you have choose a certain weapon but then that weapon oh, has different yeah. ammo. Yeah, yeah. You still have to select within that section which ammo. Yeah, but I think Horizon, of course, with it being a AAA, highly expensive game, like the timing with it and the precision of the selection of the items, mm-hmm. I think it's perfect to me. And it works but too because the game slows down when you're doing it too. So yeah, of course, yeah, you're not as stressed, like you're fumbling. But I mean, for some of the games that don't have like necessarily that funding or that that intuitive AI, I could see them like they have a certain sensitivity to the aiming, and that sensitivity is great when you're fighting. But then when it switches to the wheel, it's got the same sensitivity, and it becomes oh. very tedious trying to select something. Like, yeah, 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 all I, sensitive. Yeah, yeah. So if you could map that to this new device, that'd be awesome, right? Oh, like yeah. maybe For like precision. Yeah, maybe you yeah. got the control, and then all you got to do is like tap with one of your pinkies. You know, like you could just move your control, tap it, and then you're done. You don't There's have to attachments, and I don't know if you've ever seen this. There's attachments for the analog sticks where you mm-hmm. can add them for like improve like. Um, uh, range of motion so like uh when call of duty started becoming really big like back in 2011 or so like there's third party websites that would sell like these nubs that you can attach to your analog sticks and they basically allowed you like they just dist- they put they added more distance between like where the analog base is to where the, your thumb is or whatever and by that you had like improved like control over like aiming mm-hmm. so all of a sudden like if you were like sniping and you had like these little nubs or whatever, like your sniping was way smoother in terms of like stability and aiming for like your enemy or whatever. What is what is a nub doing? Is it increase because it, it increases incre- the surface the surface um not volume oh, is it the right yeah. term good point surface area. Good point. So you can like t- you can, like you could aim way like way more accurately, maybe yeah. not faster, but much much more smoothly than you could like with the tinier analog sticks and kind of you know. Yeah, because with the tiny ones, you're making like broad strokes, is what you're saying. Yeah. And with a larger analog, yeah, you can be very, you deliberate. have like more range. Mm-hmm. It, okay. Yeah. So like there, I mean, there's people. Uh, some of my friends bought the the back paddle accessory for the play, for the PS4 controller. Uh-huh. Have you seen that or no? I've seen them. Where like you basically add, you just hotkey it to one of your other buttons on the on the controller. Okay. So like let's say if you want to like reload or whatever, like you could just like tap the back and it would reload or, instead of like you know reaching for another button or something. Because when you're holding a controller, you have fingers you're not using holding the controller. So right? you can map it to anything. You can like you have like a back paddle. You can map it to any of your other buttons on PS5 on the PS4 controller. But you could also do some other stuff that was kind of mm, a little iffy. For example, one of my friends, I'm not going to mention his name, Brandon, uh, he <laughs> he did it. It was pro- programmable. Mm-hmm. So you could set it to where it will it'll think like you're firing it multiple times. And he basically would turn any semi-auto gun in the game into full auto by like pushing it. So it could like trick the controller. So it'll it'll just fire. So if you hold it down, it'll yeah. it'll make the controller think you're tapping it rapidly. 
Yeah, like you can't tap it as rapid as a computer can. Exactly. All right. And so he would use that and like cheat with like certain guns and like all of a sudden his hand goes like full auto or something like stuff like that. Makes sense. So I'm saying there's so many ways you can tamper with the controllers already. Like if you just know where to look. But what what game was this? Call of Duty. Call of Duty, you have full auto, don't you? Not all guns. Like there's marksman's rifles, which only fire like it's like a M14 that only fires in semi-auto because it has a stronger, heavier bullet. Uh-huh. But all of a sudden now you just turn on like a full auto function on your like sniper rifle or something like that. So he probably got that gun because. Because, I don't know, did you, is the caliber higher? Yeah. All right. It's a higher caliber, okay, yeah. Of course. And 14 uses a 7.62 by 54, which is bigger than, like, your 223. That makes sense. Instead of going to the lower caliber, and even yeah. though it's semi he's I mean, keeping He's auto. keeping the firepower with none of the draw. Well, I guess it, it jumps around a lot. I guess recoil is a drawback, but uh, still. All right. Like, it's way more effective now than it was before him turning on that thing, so... There's ways, so that's cool that they're coming up with other ways to make games more accessible. I'm curious to see, like you, I'm curious to see, like what are the long-term effects of like adding or you know distributing this technology for like other stuff. It'll be interesting to see how developers find new ways to for like workarounds for certain games for mostly for multiplayer is what I'm thinking about. As far as peripherals go, they rarely make anything that I want. Like I want individual inputs i want like a gel pad controller give me something comfortable and like squishy oh, that's not gonna last though no gel pad that's not gonna last but imagine how good that would feel you know how you they have like the thing for when you're on a keyboard like your armrest thing like give me something that for a controller though like like something i don't know squishy and i don't know i think i, like that. I want individual inputs like a single input that i can put anywhere so i can decide to put the input at the corner of the table and when i want something i can just tap it with my knee you get me? That reminds me of Rock Band. We used to play Rock Band, you had the drum set, and then you had to use your foot for serving like Yeah, prompts. like <laughs> I can move the input to my foot and then it'll, it'll be my gas or it'll be it'll be my trigger or I can put it like next to my, my, my... There's people who do... Have you seen like Twitch where people play like regular games with like a Guitar Hero controller or like a drum? I've seen that. And they do that with like the drum kit sometimes where like like you can play with a, a regular controller but then like they'll, they'll... If it's on PC, they can set like a... Of like a pedal meant for a racing game as an extra mm-hmm. input for a regular game that's not racing, and so people will be on a keyboard or whatever, and like kind of like um what are those people call the ones that like type they like transcribe something and they use like a foot pedal for like spaces. Don't know. It's like the same thing, so you don't have to use your hands. You have like an extra prompt on your foot kind of thing. That's a big thing in Call of Duty on, on PC where people are like um. They're very wary about that. Like, it's a whole community about, like, they use, like, extra buttons or whatever to give them any tactical advantage or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, there's very people who do who do that kind of stuff on PC where it's much way more modu- modular than console. Johnny? <sighs> That's a mouthful. Let's go on to our final topic right here. This one comes from Kotaku, written by Kenneth Shepard, who blocked me on Twitter for some reason. I don't know why. I recognize his name because it's one of the ones that when I'm I'm looking through Twitter mm-hmm. and I see someone responding to somebody I can't see and I'll click on the response and like I see the name. I'm like, oh, I don't know why he blocked me, but he did. Not a glitch? No, I don't, I don't know. It's I think it's one of those, um, what do you call it? Like they have like this thing where if it's like an auto block for like anybody who like shows up in a thread or has ever responded to somebody. It's weird. But anyways, he says, Sony claims the PlayStation 5 shortage is over in 2023. 
If you or a loved one has been struggling to find a PlayStation 5 since its launch in 2020, Sony says the box should be easier to find in your store of choice in 2023. Sony Interactive Entertainment President Jim Ryan said during the company's consumer electronics presentation last night, so all this stuff is coming from CES last week in Vegas, that everyone who wants a PS5 should have a much easier time finding one at retailers globally, starting from this point forward. You heard it here, folks. The store, the shortage is over, according to Sony, at least. At the end of last year, Kotaku looked into the status of PS5 and Xbox Series X availability and found the systems were, at least marginally, more available than they were after launch. So some tangible progress has been made since 2020. Back in December, Sony said it had resolved supply issues in Asian territories, but here in January, it claims to have overcome this worldwide. Despite this, the tech industry is dealing with semiconductor shortages that have made manufacturing devices like the PS5 much more difficult, and some estimate this shortage will last well into 2023 and possibly 2024. So just how available the console will be in the coming months remains to be seen. As of this writing, scalpers are still selling PlayStation 5 consoles at inflated prices on sites like eBay, though they're much closer to the system's shelf price of $4.99. If Sony can make good on its promise that the shortage is over, Hopefully the console is more widely available in 2023 and at its typical asking price. Regardless of the supply issues, the PlayStation 5 has still managed to sell pretty well, as Sony also announced at its CES conference that the console has surpassed 30 million units sold since its launch in 2020. Johnny, is this the year you get the PS5? I mean, I think so. The problem is... The PS Pro, the PS Slim, what's gonna happen? You think we're gonna get? Uh, do you think we're? I don't know. I think we're still about. We're probably two years away from the announcement. I think we're just like no way. two whole years. Okay, so twenty until an hold announcement. On, hold on. Let me do the math in my head. Twenty 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 one twenty two twenty. Okay, we're like probably like a, about a year away from an announcement. I think if we get like an announce, if we're gonna get like a slim PS five slim, we'll know by the end of this year. Yeah. Um, I just don't know if I'm I'm gonna get the the PS and whatever four months six months, and then it comes out three months later an announcement. No, I I feel like if they announce it by the time it comes out the ter- the period from when they announce it to when it gets delivered is probably gonna be no less than like six months maybe. Yeah, but I mean if I purchase a console, I don't want to end up like four months later like oh there's a new one. This one's a little bit stronger. It's slimmer. Oh, you're talking about like a pro. I thought I was just talking about like a slim. You think well, you're a pro? Yeah, remember I told you like we were talking about them having a, a slim, mm-hmm. and the devs were using it. It's like why why do the devs need to use a uh, a console? Well, not yeah the the mod the removable disc. Um, yeah, the removable tray. CD thing. It's yeah, like yeah, yeah. why do devs need a removable thing? Like the only point it has is no if it impact has, on gameplay. Yeah, yeah, it has no impact if it's the same hardware unless it was different hardware. Mm-hmm. Unless it was a pro version. That's why the devs would need the new console, you know? So you're thinking... So I'm saying it's more likely that it's... a little too early to jump, is what you're saying. I think it's... Or too late, in this case, to jump. Yeah, yeah. For me, it's it's too late for me to jump into the console because it might be releasing something. And I think it's, it might not just be a slim. If it was just the regular console, just like you have, same hardware, I'd be like, all right, whatever. I wouldn't think twice about it. Mm-hmm. But I think... The like the one... PS2 and the PS2 Slim, right? Like, same thing, just thinner. Yeah, I would I would love to have the newer one, mm-hmm. but if if it turns out that it's just more of an aesthetic thing, whatever. I I wouldn't think twice about getting a console, but I think they might end up adding. Uh, they might say, "Hey, this one runs at 
60 grain, 60 frames 4K, and you can do like ray tracing on most most games, right? Mm. Like it, you wouldn't have to decide between performance and uh, fidelity. You know, mm-hmm. if they if they were to be able to combine those, that'd be kind of a big deal for me. Okay. Yeah, I mean, um, I mean, it's cool that it's accessible. I mean, they, people can find it again. I mean, I was at uh, I was at GameStop, the one at the mall, the other day, and they were like, they had like a little paper up saying like PS Five is available inside. So like on the little paper thing on the entrance, I'm like, oh okay, I guess like this place you can get one. I think I went to the Walmart. The Walmart also over here where I'm, where I'm about to go get groceries in a little bit. And they, um, when I went last week for groceries, they had one of the uh, Horizon bundled PS5s like behind the glass. At least one I saw. Mm-hmm. So it seems like you can get one easily. I mean, not easily, I mean, not easily, but you can get one if you actually put the effort in. Whereas before, even if you put the effort in, you weren't going to find one. So it looks like you can pretty much... If you can't just walk in and pick one up at your first store, you'll probably get it within the next three or four stores you you walk into. You're probably going to get one. Mm-hmm. So that's good news. I'm glad they're finally starting to catch up. Uh, some of my friends have been like recently getting PS5, especially over Christmas break. A lot of people I knew got PS5s over Christmas break. So it's cool that people are finally catching up to you know the current gen of things. Even though there's really nothing to show for it at this point. There's nothing other than Returnal and Ratchet and & Clank. And I guess the Demon Souls remake... Those are like the three games I think that are exclusive to PS5. So I mean, what are you comparing it to? Well, because you can play Horizon and God of War on PS4 too. Oh, are you talking? You're saying exclusive to this PS5, gen? Yeah, this yeah, gen. yeah. So yeah, but 23 is looking stacked, dude. Ooh, yes, it is. Very excited for. And it. that's what uh, I mean, if you look at last gen, it only started getting hot until make like the third year of the console, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, that's when we started getting uh, like Uncharted Four. Oh, you talking about for PS4? I think so. PS4, yeah. yeah, that's when we really started getting hot. Yeah, because I remember my friend Angel, he got his PS4 around launch period. Mm-hmm. I didn't get it for like another two years, and I really didn't feel like I was missing out on any like major like like you know system sellers at that point. They had Destiny at launch. I think Destiny was like at launch, or if not at launch, very close to launch, and. I can't think of anything else that wasn't already available on PS3 at that time. Mm-hmm. So I didn't feel like I was missing out. And then like when I got, I would actually push me to get my PS4 in time was Fallout 4 was coming out in like November. And I got my PS4 in September in time for Fallout 4. That's, that was when like, okay, I really need to get a PS4. And that's, it was because of Fallout 4. So once I started doing, once the cutoff for last gen started happening, that's when I was like, oh, I better like hop on or I'm going to be left behind. So but for PS5, I don't think that's that's probably going to be this year. I don't think it, we haven't had that so far, but that's going to be probably, I think, this year is when we start getting, yeah. feeling that squeeze. Well, last week we talked about that list where I was like, hey, these are the most anticipated games. A lot of those damn games are, are PS5. Mm-hmm. Even the little tiny ones were, that I was excited for, it was PS5 exclusive. So, I mean, PS4 is... I think, is Pragmata, do you remember is Pragmata like current? Gen exclusive? Don't know if that was current. Oh. Or Still don't have a release date on that. It's just 2023, hopefully. But anyways, Johnny, we are done with our new stories for this week. Mm-hmm. Do you want me to start my segment or you want to start your segment? Uh, let's go with yours. Yes. You know what time it is for, Johnny? Name that. Say it properly. You got trivia? 
Yes, say it properly. I don't know what the end is. Name that way. Say it. It rhymes with name, obviously. But do it slowly and like how I do it. Okay? So repeat after me. Okay. Name. Name. That. That. Game. Game. No, say like how I do it. Like you're excited. <clears throat> name. Name. That. That. Game. Game. <laughs> you do it like... I feel like you're you got a Pokemon like we're playing Smash Brothers. Hey, how does the intro go? The intro of Smash Brothers? Well, int- well, yeah. Doesn't he like introduce the characters in a particular? Oh, the 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 announcer voice. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm, I, that's kind of what I'm em- emulating. Yeah, where he does Pikachu, Kirby, the King DDD, or what's someone um. He goes, uh, Bowser. I think, I think it's Game and Watch specifically. Mister Game and Watch. <laughs> the way he says it, yeah. <laughs> I think mean, he does like Bowser. He's like Bowser Junior. <laughs> All right, Johnny. For those of you, for the uninitiated, name that game is a section where we quiz Johnny's knowledge of video game trivia on five, with five questions. He's allowed to make. He's about to use one lifeline, which eliminates half of the wrong answers. And that's pretty much it. So, John, are you ready? What is it called named that game? Because you're naming... The, well, originally, the questions were all supposed to be like, which game has this thing? And you would name the correct game. Mm-hmm. Now, it's not really that. It's just kind of hung on. I think one of these questions... Only for one of these questions is the answer actually a video game, and the rest are just video game related. All right, let's go. So, number one, Johnny. Which of these is not an actual Pokeball featured in the Pokemon games? Is it A... The Luxury Ball, B, Super Ball, C, Great Ball, or D, Quick Ball. So all of these are real ball Pokeballs except for one of them. I'm going to say Quick Ball. Is that your final answer? Yes. Would you like to use your lifeline? No. The answer is incorrect, Johnny. Super Ball. Super. Super Ball. I was going to say Luxury. I was like, uh, There is a Luxury Ball. Quick is just kind of too cheap. A quick ball is a Pokeball you use right at the beginning of the match. That's when it's going to be like at its strongest. The longer the battle goes, the less effective it becomes. So which one is it? Super Ball. Super Ball. That's All not right. a real Pokeball. The Luxury Ball makes a Pokemon like you if you capture it. Because it's like luxurious. That still doesn't work. Okay. It likes you? like It likes you more than it normally would. Because certain Pokemon evolve when they like really like you. I mean, it should be called like a crush ball or <laughs> or friendship. Ball. Well, because the ball's luxury. It's like gold and black, like inlaid. It's like a very fancy. So ball. that's the official name for it. Luxury ball. Yeah. All right, all right. So sorry, Johnny. You got one. You're you're already off to a bad start. Number two. This one's a little history lesson for you. Before they ever got into the video game business, Nintendo first started with selling what? A bikes. B radios. C, playing cards, or D, sports equipment? Playing cards. Is that your final answer? Yes. Would you like to use a lifeline? No. That is correct. Very good, Johnny. How'd you know that? Did you know that one or you just guessed? Oh, I just knew that one. Oh, okay. You seem very confident. I'm like, oh, he must know this, know this, not just guess. Yeah, they used to sell playing cards. Uh, like um, 100 years ago, right? That's plus. right. Yeah. About 100 years plus, yeah. They also own a couple love hotels. You know what a love hotel is? What do you think it sounds like? I mean, 
it sounds like Tijuana. Yes. Yeah. It's basically really? they're meant for like like quick escorts and stuff and like okay. quick you know business trips. Wink, wink. But I think they sold them all off like in the seventies or eighties. So, so yeah, all they do now is just make video games. Good. Number three. So you're one for one, Johnny. One wrong, one good. Number three. What game console was used by the U.S. Air Force to create a supercomputer? A. PS2. B. The Xbox 360. C. The Xbox One. Or D, the PS3. PS3. Is that your final answer? Yes. Do you want to use a lifeline? No. That is correct, Johnny. That is the PS3. How did you know that one? I don't know. I know. It's not... Do you know why it was a PS3? Uh, no. Because you can install li- uh, Linux on the PS3. Mm-hmm. Also, it's a closed system because it's they, they use the model that does not have uh, Wi-Fi. So it was basically they bought, I think, about a thousand PS3s and they cooked them all together. And the reason they used a PS3 was because the, t- the tech in the PS3 was actually cheaper than if they bought the actual PC equivalent of the components. What was the objective? They created a supercomputer for use with like satellite imagery stuff and like telecommunications or something like that. Basically, it could like when it could do like I forgot what the term was. It was like two or three teraflops, whatever that is. In like a second, and if they wanted to do it with actual computer, like computer PC parts, it would be way more expensive. Because remember, the PS3 was sold at a loss at first, so they took advantage of that and bought up like a th- about a thousand of these PS3s, hooked them up together, and made a supercomputer out of them. Interesting stuff. And they also ran Linux. That was they had to use that for like their software or whatever. So good. You're two out of three so far, Johnny. Two out of three. Number four. All of these celebrities made cameos as themselves in a GTA game, except for who? A, Phil Collins. B, Ricky Gervais. C, Dr. Dre. Or D, Adam Sandler. So all of these celebrities play themselves in a GTA game, except for who? Phil Collins, Ricky Gervais, Dr. Dre, or Adam Sandler? I'm going to go with Dre. Is that your final answer? Yes. You don't want to use a lifeline? How many questions do I have left? After this, there's one more. Okay, let's let's go with Dre. That is incorrect, Johnny. Incorrect. Adam Sandler does not appear in any of the GTA games. Dr. Dre appears in DLC for GTA V as himself. Hmm. They did a whole like promotion and everything for him. Wait, so... I think I I think I got the answer. I mean the question wrong because I thought you were saying these were all in it. Yes, except so they for actually are except for uh, one person. Phil Collins shows up as himself in GTA Vice City Stories, and Ricky Gervais shows up as himself in PS on the GTA Four. Okay, he's like in one of the comedy clubs you can go to, like on the side. Mm. And in Phil Collins, you sit you you protect Phil Collins in a story mission. So Dre was in it. Dre is in the DLC for well. The expanded section of GTA GTA Five. Five, okay. Mm-hmm. Adam Sandler does not appear in any GTA game. <laughs> so now you're two for two again. Two correct, two wrong. Last one, Johnny. Number five. After this, we uh, should have some hot coffee. <laughs> I got that reference. I'm like Captain America. I got. I get that reference. Number five. Wait, no, no, not that sounds. Not with you, Johnny. Not with you. No coffee. No, no, no. <laughs> Not together. I mean, just on our own. On our own. 
<laughs> you go in that corner. On your go, own time. You go on. in that corner, I go in this corner. <laughs> Number five. While the film never got made, a tie-in game was made starring The Rock as the protagonist of which game? A. Smuggler's Run. B. The Driver. C. Spy Hunter. Or D. True Crime Streets of L.A. So there was a movie that was supposed to come out with this game. The movie never got made. But the game was still made and The Rock stars in the game. So he's actually in the game. Yes. Voice. Modeled. Mm. Smuggler's Run. Okay. The Driver. Spy Hunter. Or True Crime Streets of L.A. So it's either Smuggler's Run or Streets of L.A. Ah, oh, man. Right, let's go with... What year was this? I, I forgot. Not relevant. <laughs> it's like early, oh, two, early 2000s. Let's go with the lifeline. All right. So if I eliminate half of the wrong answers, Smuggler's Run or Spy Hunter is left. Uh, Smuggler's Run. Final answer? Yeah. That is... Incorrect, Johnny. What? Spy Hunter. Where is he in Spy Hunter? That movie was never made, but there is a Spy Hunter game where he is a main character on PS2. What? Yep. Wait, uh, how many Spy Hunters were there? I want to say four? That many, really? Because there's one on the Nintendo where it originally started, and I think there's two, one on PS1 and two on PS2. Man, that game absolutely needs a reboot. That game was amazing. Look up the. It's pretty much a 007 version for a car. No, yeah, it's 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 based off of because um, I researched it before I asked you the question, and like it's ba- they're based off of James Bond, basically. Spy Hunter games. I'm looking up real quick because I'm curious. Uh, there's Spy Hunter on. Uh, oh, it was an arcade game by Midway. And then there was. Spy Hunter. Hold on, because I'm looking at the little thing right here. It's just called Spy Hunter, which came out in 2012 on 3DS. Spy Hunter Nowhere to Run. That's the rock one. That was 2006. Uh, Spy Hunter Missile Crisis on 2004. Spy Hunter 2 on PS2. Spy Hunter Just Spy Hunter on 2001 on Game Boy Advance. Yeah, there's a couple of Spy Hunter spinoffs. Oh, there's like seven or eight of these Spy Hunter games. But they were all on arcade, NES, or PS1 or PS2. So there you go. Johnny, you did not so well. You got only two out of five correct this week. Hopefully next time you can do better. I try to stack, again, I try to do them from easy to hardest. I don't know if that really came through, though, because you got like every other one right in the beginning. So maybe I tried to like make it so that you get confidence in the beginning, and then by the end, you're actually struggling. So I don't know if that worked. Did I did I succeed in that, or were you, were you struggling throughout the whole time? I'm not sure. <laughs> I don't know what happened. Okay, that's fair. All right, Johnny. But you know, I don't really follow the, the Rock's work. Like I know what all the projects he's working on. I figured but I you don't would bother to like go look at the stuff. I figured you might know because when I we were growing up, I knew you guys were really to Spy Hunter on PS2. Yeah. So I figured Johnny maybe kept up with the Spy Hunter lineage later on. At least from a distance. But apparently you didn't. So nah. it is what it is. Johnny, what is your segment? 
Well, you, your uh, something box. Don't what are you been playing? Oh, I forgot about that. Uh, sure. I've only been playing one game. Uh, this past week, I just been really lazy about playing games. I've been uh, mostly watching, uh, The Simpsons or watching Disney Plus. I was on another uh, Andor podcast, so I kind of rewatched Andor just to kind of um, refresh my mind. And was that forgettable? Huh? It was that forgettable? No, I just wanted to make sure I didn't miss any details. But um, and then I re and then rewatching Simpson reruns and stuff, and just been lazy in terms of video games. But I have I've been playing one game. Uh, I hadn't checked my email. The, my email account that I use for um, like review codes and stuff yeah. for like a month and I forgot and when I came back last week like you like opening the account again I saw I had like a review code for uh, a game that came out last month so I can talk about it because the embargo period is already out because it's already over because it's already available to public but a game called the night witch which if you just heard that name what would you think is Johnny because you're probably not gonna guess what kind of game it actually is it's about this is night like with armor, not night like nighttime. Night with a K. I don't know. She, it's medieval. She does magic, and uh, it's an RPG. That's it. One of those things is correct, and that's the magic part. It's not an RPG. It's actually a bullet, a uh, bullet hell game. So you, you're so in the Night Witch, which I'm playing on PC. Uh, you, you're you control this little like witch character, this female character. And you shoot out bullets. That's her magic. She shoots out bullets, like kind of like a like, you know, like a like a bullet hell kind of game. But then the end, but you fly around. You move side. It's a side scroller, so you go side to side. But you fly around, and then you're just going through areas where enemies just fire at you. But they do like all sorts of crazy patterns. Some of them will shoot like a wave pattern where you have to like back up as far as you can and find like the little gap in between the bullets. Some of them just follow in a straight line. You have to just be quick to avoid them and stuff like that. So it's a bullet hell basically. But there's also like a deck building like mechanic where besides dodging bullets, you have like special attacks that kind of refill over a while. And you can just you you can swap out your special attacks for more special attacks you come across. So like you always have three you can use. Once you use one, that it gets like discarded and replaced with another ability you have. So you have like this deck of like seven cards, right? Yep. Of those seven, there's always three present on the screen that you can use, and they're like assigned to like because I'm playing with an Xbox controller, so you, you know, X, Y, B, or whatever. And then as soon as you expend one, like, it, it gets thrown to the back, and then it gets replaced by another ability. So you have to, like, customize your deck for certain abilities. Like, there's one where it shoots out, like, an arrow. Another one will shoot, like, three homing missiles on, like, red, whatever enemies are near you. Another one, that my favorite one, which you only get to use, like, in the tutorial stage, and then you immediately lose until, like, I guess because it's so OP, is where... You put out like a big old like kind of um like a cross shape of bullets from like going up, down, left, and right. Yeah. And this spreads out and then it does a thing where like it starts to tilt sideways. So it has like this like amazing coverage of the screen. Like you just you're just like spewing bullets in every direction. And it's really it's really OP, but like once you get past the tutorial stage, they take it away from you, so you can't like spam it. So like it's 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 interesting. It's it looks gorgeous. It has beautiful like aesthetic. Like it looks kind of like a picture book. Like that kind of um I don't know if I can describe it like with justice, but like 
like the foreground looks like distant and like the I mean the background looks very distant but the foreground it kind of looks sort of I would compare it to like if you ever play Yoshi's Story or if you ever play like Paper Mario where it has like this like storybook kind of aesthetic it looks really it's very clean the the enemy models look very like bright everything is like it, I don't know if it's at 60 frames per second but it, it moves so smoothly it looks very smooth like in you know action or whatever um but uh so like the story is like your your planet your home is being invaded by like these machines and they're trying to kill you and the other witches there's like other, four other like witches I, I I'm not that far in where I can play as the other ones but I believe they either you can either play as them or they give you like special upgrades or something and so you basically you just it's kind of like a metroidvania where there's back like you look at a map and it'll show you which rooms you've been to and then it'll show you if the rooms have multiple entrances or exits or just like one or so so like you require it's like a metroidvania where like you go you get something now you have to go back to an earlier room to unlock like the next like another pathway kind of thing mm-hmm. but in between that you're like avoiding bullets from enemies that like they fire like lasers and bullets at you and you're supposed to kind of just because you're flying around, you can maneuver between the shots and like fire back. <clears throat> it's kind of hard. I'm not gonna lie; it's actually kind of hard because like you only have like three hearts when you start in the game, and each time you get hit, you lose a heart. And when there's like a lot of enemies on screen, it's really hard to keep track of where the bullets are and where you are. So I've died a lot already. The good, the cool thing is that when you die, it's very quick to put you back into the game. Like you don't start off you you, you start off like at a checkpoint from earlier. But you're not that... You're probably like maybe like a minute or two away from where you just died. So it's pretty forgiving. But like... It, I'm I'm just not good at bullet hells. Like those are not my... I love bullet hells. I'm just not good at them. So I, I, every time I've died, I'm like, okay, that was my fault. But I just have to... I guess I just have to keep playing to get better at it. Because I'm just not that great at them. I, I, get, confu- I get confused and lost when there's like a lot of stuff on the screen. Yeah. And like they, they kind of do that on purpose to kind of get you... You know, to get good or whatever. But... But it doesn't feel that punishing, so I'm enjoying what I'm playing. Uh, I think it's I check. I think it's like seven hours to beat the game. I'm about an hour and a half in, mm-hmm. so I'm definitely gonna stick with it. I'm enjoying it. I, I haven't played a game like that's been th- this well balanced in terms of like challenge and like progression. It feels very like they balance the game very well. So I, it doesn't feel cheap, but I'm gonna keep playing to get better. And I want to see like I want to see it to the end because I want to get I want to get that special ability again where I just like rain bullets everywhere. So. That's why I'm playing the Night Witch. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I like Bullet Hells from um, from playing Gradius. Mm. A, a little bit of uh, Metal Slugs. Oh, Metal Slug! Yes, that's that's probably my favorite type of that genre. I I, I was just I was just I just beat Metal Slug three over the past weekend actually last weekend. Mm-hmm. So that's I forgot about that. It's actually relevant. Oh, I did play Metal Slug. Yeah, people say okay. So I I did play. Because I was thinking, like, man, I haven't beat a single game this year. Like, we just started, I'm like, oh, no, I did. I beat Metal Slug 3 for the first time. So I'm going to slap that on there on my on my app where I keep track of what I play. So Yeah, that, man, that game has been, like, it's been so long since that game came out. And there hasn't been anything that's come out that's, like, really relevant. Like Metal Slug? Yeah. There's been Metal Slug since 3. The last one was Metal Slug 7, and that came out, no. Yeah, seven. That came out on the DS back in two thousand nine, two thousand eight. Yeah, it's just under the radar. Just yeah, because well, yeah, because it's not an arcade. It was an arcade game. It was straight to the DS. But there's supposed to be a um, 
there for the last two years in production there's been a metal slug game uh, metal slug tactics is supposed to be like a sr like a strategy rp like a yeah but isometric it, but what's it called about the I, I know that's why we have i remember talking about that last time with the, so the like, saudis okay. bought snk yeah so they're, they're kind of they own the franchise now yeah like for me it's like all right whatever you guys can have it i'm not gonna play this no more all right what but what have you been playing on? um let's see okay um so i'll play more right so that got me a bit into other fighting games um of course we just got through the holidays so there's a ton of sales mm-hmm. and i'm like maybe i should uh try another fighting game oh okay so i there was a demo for blaze blue blaze blue blaze blue which one blaze blue yeah it's a fighting game shit that's another one i didn't i don't know ah about. so it's not blaze so blue. there's so many there's i Guil- love blaze blue blaze guilty gear marvel yes. versus capcom and justice 2 guilty guilty gear is hot right now guilty gear is there's pretty hot tekken tekken's also hot but but seven's just or the next ones are okay go ahead there's just so many and, and plenty of them are on, on sale so then there was a marvel versus capcom demo that i never got around to so i gave that a infinity try. or three three okay uh so i played some of that marvel versus capcom i i don't like it at all <clears throat> i don't like it i don't like the 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 art style the gameplay is very button smasher right because i was trying to make do moves right Mm-hmm. and i'm going through because i'm just gonna go through the story first i like the i'm talking about the campaign i go through the campaign i go into a couple fights i'm trying to learn the moves and then i'm like man this shit is just too easy so then what i ended up doing is i took literally all my fingers and i just smashed smashed the whole damn control and i'm like oh the fucking moves are just coming out this isn't <laughs> this isn't fun like this is it's it's holding my hand, you like, know? Like, let me push everything at the same time for, like, the ultimate move. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, this, this shit is boring. I don't like the art style. I, I don't even think they have the X-Men in it. So I'm like... There's, uh, they have Phoenix, and, or, you know, Jean Grey. I think Wolverine. For sure it has Wolverine. I forgot who else. Yeah, and the story is terrible. It's just so awkward. Like, you see the, the character designs, and they don't look good. Like, uh, Thor looks like an idiot. He just looks like a Neanderthal. So... The design they is have like, bad. A, like a slope, thing, like a long jaw, like sl- like. He looks like a brute. It, he is a brute, though. No, but it's not the brute that I'm like. Like Chris Hemsworth, he looks badass. Okay, but this guy just looks terrible. Like Conan the Barbarian or something. No, Conan is cool too, but this guy just looks clunky, you know. Mm-hmm. And then there's characters that are in the storyline where it's like, with the art, st- everybody being the same exact art style. Just thrown in there, it just it looks awful. This is this is is this the oh no that's infinite right never mind this isn't the one where Thanos and Sigma are the enemy right? No, I think it's um okay, so it's not that one. Oh, uh, what's his name? The damn robot, Ultron. Ultron, yeah, yeah. Okay, <clears throat> it might be somebody else, but I think uh, initially it's Ultron. So I played some of that. I think it's awful, and then I and then I started seeing like okay, what games are making the most sales? What game are what games are actually in competition? I was surprised Mortal Kombat is so low as far as competition. Mortal Kombat 11, mm-hmm. relative, a lot of people like uh, Mortal Kombat X, being Mortal Kombat 10. Mm-hmm. And then it was Tekken. Tekken was at the very top of the list when it comes to actual competition. Yeah, our, our cousin Brian's really big into like the meta scene for Tekken. Like, he plays a lot of uh, ranked Tekken online. So Yeah, so Tekken might be a game I get into, except... I'm not sure if I'm going to enjoy the gameplay as much as I do Mortal Kombat. Because I just love the characters in Mortal Kombat. 
Mm-hmm. The I would call, I would the, call the honestly moves. I would call Brian right now if he wasn't in Mexico because he mm-hmm. probably has like really crappy signal out there. But if he was here, I would put him on the phone right here and just have him talk about Tekken. But he's not. So yeah, uh, and it's also it's also more of a game that I've grown up with. You know, I've had uh, like multiple Mortal Kombat's, and it's one of the very first getting. I mean, I've been playing Mortal Kombat since like kindergarten. Right. Mm-hmm. It was one of the first games where I'm like, this is a new level for for gaming right it wasn't just about like mario and stuff like that <laughs> right <laughs> so definitely not mario <laughs> so uh mortal kombat just has that special place in my heart and tekken i do like it but i haven't played a tekken since like the ps1 or ps2 days wow and i feel i feel like tekken just the characters are more of on a swivel you know and that may have to do because it's a 3d game like mortal kombat is just across the screen but tekken you're like dodging sideways, mm-hmm. right? Right, and, and that can sometimes feel a little bit awkward for me. So, because it's not just left or right, you're like you're you're occupying like a three D space. You have to like mm-hmm. kind of like sidestep and yeah, yeah, yeah. And their characters to me aren't as interesting. Like I like the OG characters. You don't think King is cool? No, no, that's what I mean. The OG character like uh, King Law. Yoshimitsu. Gonna, that's how you say it. The robot, the guy with the sword, like the armor. I'm terrible with him, but I still love playing with him. And I like uh, that every game has... What's his a, name? The Capra guy? I forget his name. He does like the the low kicks and stuff. He does a spinning around on the... Uh, Eddie. Eddie's Eddie. cool. Yeah, there you go. Eddie's badass. All the OGs are dope. Uh, you have... What's the name of the damn robot with the big ass arms? <clears throat> so, Yoshimitsu? Jax. That's from Mortal Kombat. No. Jax? The big middle arms is from... No, I'm pretty sure Tekken has... No, they're different Jax. Oh. I'm pretty sure it's Jax. Okay. You have Jax in Mortal Kombat, but you also have one in in Tekken. Okay. Maybe I'm saying his name. Did you get get to play as Lucky Chloe? No. She's a girl with the cat ears or the cat claws? No, no, no. Is she brand new? Yeah, she's new. Yeah, so... um, If I got that game, it would probably just be base. Because all the other characters just feel a little generic. Mm-hmm. Uh, except for one, but whatever. Uh, and the the story in it is pretty badass, right? Have you seen all the trailers for it? No. Okay. Well, the story looks very intense. Okay. But I'm a little bit far behind on the story, so I'm like, I don't know if I want to jump into it. Anyways, <laughs> the game that I did get into it because it's very close to Mortal Kombat is the game you told me about last week, which is Injustice 2. Oh, uh, yeah. Talk about Injustice 2. So Injustice... And you have access to it, right? You had access to the full game, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's, and it's you got like a, the full edition, the complete the edition. The special, yeah, yeah. Because it was on sale, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's why I DM'd you guys like, wait, this shit has more, it has Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Oh, it? you did ask so me I was that. like, no fucking way. You so, were confused. Yeah, I forgot you, yeah, you asked, I didn't even think about why you asked me that. That was just like a random question. Like, yeah. Yeah, so I'm, I'm into the story. I haven't seen if it's actually there, but I, I'm assuming it I is. like the story. I, I played it for the campaign for the story. Mm-hmm. And I love how it just has like little vignettes, like okay, let's go see what these guys are doing now. And like, and then you play as like one of the characters, and like, like some kind of conflict will break out, and you'll like go into like the fight. And as soon as the fight is over, like it just switches to the story more, like with like almost like almost no. Tra- There's a transition, but like it's very minimal, mm-hmm. and you just like continue with the story with whatever's happening. Yeah, so I really do like the characters in this. Uh, it looks so polished. How like, far did you get? Did you finish the campaign or no? You completed this? Yeah. The campaign, yes. Um, I think I'm past where you fight the gorilla. Gorilla Grodd? 
I guess. Okay. Uh, so you already use Green Arrow, right? Yeah, I don't like him. You don't like Green Arrow? I don't like Green Arrow. Like, I think it's, I think I just don't like the costume. Oh, I love the way he plays though. He I plays love okay. how fast, the speed, the he like, plays better than the ch- thing with a bow where you flip it like a sword kind of thing. You like he plays better than ch- what's her face, uh, Black Canary. Canary, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't like Black Canary. I her, like her character. I just don't like her how she yeah, feels. Exactly. I try playing with her because she looks awesome, mm-hmm. but her moveset is just awkward to me. I agree. Uh, uh, Green Arrow is definitely a lot easier than her. He's he's light on his feet. He's he's like the quick kind of like react. Yeah, I love how he handles. I'm doing good with Batman, and I absolutely love Harley Quinn so far. Really? Yeah. Okay. Uh, her moveset isn't. Cause she shoots a lot, right? It's a lot of guns and hyenas and other stuff. Yeah, right? I love throwing the, the big ass hammer at them. She uh, was awkward for me, like when I had to do her story section, where like mm-hmm. you, you know, you fight the Joker and then like the Swamp Thing and all that stuff. Like I was like, oh, like I don't like how the way she handles. It's just, it's just me though. I no, just don't. I like, I like her. She's dope. Um, and I don't like how Batman plays either. For some reason, he's not as great. Yeah. But I still, love I prefer Robin. Robin's more fun for me. I like the fast, fluid characters over like the power, like the you know the tough, the tanky ones. That was a spoiler, wasn't it? No, because it happens like in the first like five minutes of the game. As Robin? Yeah, don't you play as Robin like right in the beginning? You play as Batman, and then something there's a plot twist. Oh, oh, I forgot. I thought okay, you fight Robin then. Yes. Oh, okay, I got confused. I forgot. <clears throat> Yeah, right. So, <laughs> and just as polished, the story is pretty cool. The locations are dope. Um, so, I'm like, damn, should I get Mortal Kombat 11? Because uh, it just came out, what, like 17, and, and Mortal Kombat came out the year after or something, right? Something so, like so, it would have the same polish and a lot, a lot of similar gameplay. So, yeah, uh, I'm enjoying that. Good. Uh, I'm glad. Yeah, that's all I play. More uh, Capcom and then Injustice. And that's it. Alrighty then. And that's what we've been playing this past week. Johnny, did you want to integrate the other segment you were talking about? Alright, so this segment. Uh, this segment is just inspired by our cousin's uh, podcast. The Normal Business Podcast. Sorry, just, sorry, Joe. Sorry, Joe. It is, <laughs> it is the soapbox portion of... Of our podcast, copyright pending. Yeah, copyright. But it's not called. It's not called the sub box. It's called the chat box. For copyright reasons, the chat box. Yeah, yeah. Well, we can only get sued by her. <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, the so, chat box is just going to be the section where all the extra little bits that we couldn't get into in, in the story, or it's not relevant to a story. Um, something that you've been thinking about like throughout the week, and you just want to just talk about it on the pod, but it doesn't make sense, you know? Sure. Otherwise. Um, it's like the special features of a DVD kind of thing. Yeah. So actually, this this section for me is just related to to Mortal Kombat. And what this section is going to be is the special guests that I want to see in some of these games in the future. So they've had a, okay. So they've had a lot, right? They've had um, I mean, they had the Terminator. They've had Freddy Krueger. They've had Jason. They've had I think uh, the Predator. They've had well, that's for Mortal Kombat. What did you say? Well, both. Uh, Injustice, oh. for Injustice 3 and Mortal Kombat TMNT, 12. they've had... I'm now I'm forgetting. I, they got Hellboy. Didn't they have Rambo, right? Isn't Rambo? No, Rambo was in Mortal Kombat. Oh, okay. Also Call of Duty. He's also in Call of Duty. Uh, that's right. Yeah, Warzone. So. so, okay, so go ahead. So All right, so the features I want for Injustice, you know, give me your input. Let me know if this makes sense or not. 
So if we're in Justice 3, I want Darth Vader or Darth Maul. I'd rather have Darth Maul. Darth Maul, right? Yeah. Yeah, that'd be legit. And then I got Neo. <laughs> How would that work? So I'm thinking of like the like the altering time kind of thing with like bullet response, you know, bullet time kind of like, you know, the dodging and like. Yeah, I'm not sure. I feel like his I, integration would be. It'll be a lot of wall running maybe, right? So it's wall very stage dependent. Guns. Well, that would be a special. Okay. Is that what you call it in Justice? A special? Yeah, like when you like when the camera pans and you do like the special like like cutscene basically thing. Yeah, the fighting, the fast ass punching. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Oh, have you, you got could into, also levitate? Have you gone into the Flash or no? The Flash in Justice Two. He's not bad. Have you used him yet? His combat is pretty good. Have you used his special? Yeah, yeah. So cool. Yeah. The how you like kind of set off like an infinite loop kind of thing. Yeah, I don't like the flash in general, but I like this version. Like you like take the enemy back in time, smash him to a pyramid, smash him to the dinosaur, come back to the present and hit them with their own selves from the past. So cool. Yeah. So you bring and then it and then then, like a copy of you runs off and sets the whole thing all over again, kind of thing. Yeah, and the little uh, chase sequence before that. So cool. Pretty legit, and it's in the city. Yeah, yeah that's like cool. my favorite. That's my favorite special. Good. So if you got Neo, you gotta have John Wick. So do you? Do you need two Keanu Reeves characters in the same game? I'm fine with that. I would rather have John Wick than Neo. Honestly. Yeah, for sure. Uh, then we got Snake Eyes. Oh, that fits. I like that. Right. I like that. Snake Eyes from um, GI Joe. GI yeah. Joe. Uh, I got two more for this. Solid Snake. Dun, 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 dun. Right? Dun, dun, He's got to be everywhere. So He's already in Smash. Might as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, dude, imagine the special for that. I'm just trying to imagine like what they're like. Because you know how they when they come into the arena, they have like, their little like, one-liners or they like, say something. They comment off the uh, opponent. So what's that going to be? I'm just trying to imagine what Snake would say, like d- depending on who he's facing. like That would be interesting. I mean, if he's got somebody with guns... He could come in and just say like infinite ammo. Like if you see, like if you see Snake Eyes, he's like cyborg ninja. Like, you know uh, what yeah, I mean? that's, a good, that's a good line. <laughs> but his special dude, fucking Metal Gear. Oh, is that what it'd be? He would bring in the Rex. He bring in Rex, or he bring in Ray. Right? That would be sick. And the last, one, I think you'll like this one for Injustice Three. The last one is White Ranger. <laughs> <laughs> that would be interesting because, like, he would be in a game where there's like blood. Mm-hmm. And like I mean, Power Rangers doesn't do blood; they do like sparks. Like well, that's damage. why I didn't put them in Mortal Kombat. It was, it's oh, Injustice. That's right. That's right. I'm sorry. Yeah. I keep getting them confused. I keep thinking you're thinking Mortal Kombat. Yeah, White Ranger would be interesting, just because like he already had like the Power Rangers already have like that crossover with Street Fighter where they have like Chun Li and Ryu as like Power Rangers. I don't know if you ever seen them with. Like, no, I haven't. Yeah, I'll send you pictures later. But they did like because there is a Power Rangers comic, right? Like. It's like in certain, you know, uh, what do you call it? Syndication. Mm-hmm. And they did a crossover like about a year or two ago where they brought, where they had a Capcom crossover where Ryu and Chun Li came over and they became Power Rangers. So Ryu has like, he looks like the, Ryu looks like the White Ranger except he has the red band carried over and he still has like the gloves overlaid his, like boxing gloves overlaid his Power Ranger gloves. Okay, wait, what game is this? It's not a game, it's a comic book. Okay. But I, there, I think they do appear in that Power Rangers, whatever across the grid, or whatever it's called, that Fighting Power Rangers game. All right. Have you ever seen it? No, uh, I've Power heard of it. I think they do show up. I'm gonna look it up right now. I think they Chun Li and um, and Ryu do show up in those uh, in that game. I believe I could be wrong. 
But for sure, they're in the comic. And Chun Li actually looks really cool. I want to show you a picture later on of her, like her Power Rangers outfit. Like, it, like it incorporates a lot of like her, like ch- like she has like the sash going between her legs, kind of thing, and off to the side. But like in Power Ranger uniform, mm-hmm. and then like instead of like the little buns, she has like these little golden like tassels that hang from her helmet. Like it incorporates a lot of. Her, it's not just like oh, she's just wearing a suit. Like it incorporates like a lot of her like aesthetics into the Power Ranger outfit. I'll show you afterward. I'll show you afterward though. Okay. All right, so that was for Injustice. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have a super for, like, Darth Vader or Darth Maul? I mean, for Darth Maul, it would have to do something to do with his lightsaber spinning and using the Force, kind of pushing. I don't know. If this was, like, for example, Mortal Kombat, it would have made more brutal where, like, uh, you have a uh, – what's that guy's name? The guy with the with the razor-sharp hat? Razor-sharp hat. Um, I can never remember his name. Okay. No. Is it? It's not Kung Lao, is it? Uh, it might be Kung Lao. I think it's Kung Lao. He has like the where he throws his hat like a saw, and he drags a person across the hat, so it cuts them down the middle. Mm-hmm. But with like, I would just do that with like lightsabers, where maybe Darth Maul throws his lightsaber, it spins, and he lifts the person with the force, and then like throws them against the saber, so it splits them or something. Mm-hmm. That, something like that, maybe. I don't know. Uh, Darth Vader probably just like force choking a lot of like just force choking like very painful do like a little x-ray thing maybe i don't know okay all right so mortal Kombat. this is where it gets graphic so of course the character selection is going to be oh you have one okay you have one for Mortal Kombat too okay a little more hardcore so this is the type of thing that's never going to happen because it's disney i want venom or carnage i would take carnage yeah, right? Carnage would fit. Dude, imagine Carnage with a big-ass blade. Like axes and a, stuff. A hammer. He could just create his own weapons. Using the symbiote to, like, tear them apart or whatever. Mm-hmm. All right, so we got that. We got Ghost Rider. That would be sick. Ghost you think Rider. so? Yeah, I like Ghost Rider. I like the idea of that. Ghost, I mean, imagine and that. And that fits, too, because a lot of, like, Mortal Kombat it has to do with, like, spiritual, like, netherworld and, like, other stuff like that. Like, it fits. But imagine that reveal for DLC. Like, you get a chain coming across the screen and you think it's Scorpion. <laughs> oh. And then the camera pans and you're like, oh, shit, it's. That'd be cool if there was, like, some kind of interaction where, like, their chains do hit each other. Or, like, like, a tug of war kind of thing or something. Yeah. That would be sick. Yeah. And then they team up, tear somebody apart. All right, so Ghost Rider, we got Sweet Tooth from Twisted Metal. Okay, we already have it in PlayStation All Stars, so it wouldn't be that hard of a adaptation to do a hard a, a trans trans what do you call it a translation to Mortal Kombat. That'd be that'd be a great super with the ice cream truck. <laughs> you just run over people, just, you run over them, <laughs> or you come through real slow or shoot missiles, and then or you give them a popsicle, and the popsicle blows up, something like that. Mm. Uh, I don't know if you know this character. Uh, the main character for John Carpenter, John Carpenter's The Thing. Is it just called? Do you know him? It's not a Have you seen right? The Thing? I know what it is. It's the shape shit. It's like Among Us, basically. No, how? The Thing, right? The It's like it takes on the appearance of whoever, and then like they don't know who it is. Yeah. It's yeah. basically Among Us, except more graphic. Very graphic. Yeah. Uh, so this guy like when the is, guy punches and he goes through the stomach and the mouth closes in on his hand yeah it's well and then like the dog I think but yeah. I think this guy's iconic because he has like the flamethrower you know? oh you're not talking about the actual thing you're talking about one of the, the, the yes the, the protagonist yeah okay. so if they add him with the flamethrower you could add a give him like a pickaxe for the ice right mm-hmm. um, I think it'd be awesome I don't know his name but yeah uh, because we're talking about characters I think this fits a little bit because Mortal Kombat, uh, 
like X and X, I mean, the 11 have the characters from the 80s, right? Mm -hmm. So this will make sense to me. Uh, this one is just the next character is I want Wesker or Jill from Wesker, I think. Wesker? Wesker fits so more. Because yeah. he's much more like combat, like. He has, like, when you use him in Mercenaries in RE5, he has, like, the Mustang kick and Cobra Strike. He does, like, all the enhanced, like, physical melee attacks. Uh, super for this, obviously. He's got to take an injection. And then he turns or into... Burrows or something? Yeah. Okay. Um, the, another Metal Gear feature, Cyborg Ninja. Gory as hell. Mm. Takes his blade, swoops in there, chops up his head, his arms, all that. Um, this one, I think, is interesting. And this really makes sense because it's, again, from the 80s. We got Judge Dredd. Isn't he already in something? I don't know. I'm pretty sure Judge Dredd shows up in some game. Like a crossover. A fighting game? I believe so. Well, I think that aesthetically that'd be amazing. I got like maybe three or five more. We have Doom Guy. That's an obvious choice, I think. With his badass blade. And then... What you get? You got results? Yeah, he does show up. He's one of the DLC characters for Mortal Kombat. Really? What what version is this? Uh, is it X? XL? Uh, or maybe he's not? I thought he was. I'm looking at some like conflicting... You might be thinking Terminator. Yeah, I think you're right. Okay, there's just a lot of people saying like how Judge Dredd would be great in Mortal Kombat. Okay. So I think, yeah, they just had the same idea, basically. All right, so I, I mentioned Zoom Guy. That'd be great. Now, this one would be, t would be uh, tough to pull off. We got Chucky. Another mm. character from the 80s. The only issue there would be the height. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Unless he's kind of like Sirbot in Marvel vs. Capcom 2, which is another like really tiny character who like you can't punch him, you can only kick him because he's so low. You could do that, I guess, but that's just annoying. Yeah, just make him a, a tiny bit taller. Like three feet or something? Yeah, something like three feet. Just so you can have like some kind of like hit hitbox. Yeah, or just make him big. Just same proportions, just make him big. <laughs> what the like uh like uh we call it like one of those um uh like those characters at at a theme park, what do you call them? When they have like the Look at costume, the whole yeah, thing. like uh, like that. You know how they look like proportion, like kind of like wide. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah, what yeah. I mean, like a like. Uh, what do you call those? I know what you're talking about kind of like a, like a Five Nights at Freddy kind of thing. I mean, you can make them like four feet, just make them same proportions, just like really like put plushy looking. Yeah. Okay. Um, a lot of stabbing in this super. <laughs> I got two more. Okay. Take a, take a guess. I I I know too many options. Yeah. All right. So this is my one of my personal favorites, Regina from Dino Crisis. Hmm. Amazing super for this dude. You got a fucking a T Rex coming out of some portal. That would be funny just because it's like it's like oh we got a Dino Crisis and I'm like <gasps> DLC character from Mortal Kombat. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like such a troll move. Yeah. Uh, same thing with uh, what's it called? Uh, what's the game they came out with? It looks like it's like a with Regina it character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, it's not Dino Crisis. It's another dinosaur game. That's yeah, yeah. It actually is, looks kind of fun. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. I don't think it's out yet, but I know what you're talking about. All right. And then my very last character, Shredder. Ooh. He's All got right. the claws and everything. He's got the damn blades. 
legit as hell. Does he not show up with the t- with the turtles in like whatever fighting game that was or no? I don't know. No, okay. No, but this. Oh, okay. For this, I could see him coming out with a special, whatever, and then he comes out with a maybe Bebop and Rocksteady, and they come and they beat you up. I want him to like have one of his moves be like he just like calls in like Foot Clan soldiers to just like run in and punch you or something. I want I want his crew to come through. They beat you up, and then Shredder comes at the very end and he just stabs you. Right? Mm-hmm. He just fucking. Puts you on your knees Double and then tap. stabs you like down in the head. Mm. Uh, that's all I got. I would love that just because I want to see Shao Kahn pair off against Shredder. Why Shao Kahn? Because they have like similar aesthetics. They have like the same kind of like helmet with like the the sloped armor bits on the head. Yeah. And then they just have similar builds. So it would be like a good like kind of one for one kind of like just like. It seems like that would be like one of those like kind of like uh, de- ultimate like those deathmatch showdown kind of things. Because they have similar skill sets, as I'm saying. Yeah. What what weapons does he have, though? He's got the blades. They would mm. probably give him, like, a staff. Uh, I think it's the uh, Chinese staff with the blade at the end. Like a bow staff kind of thing? Is that what it's called? Oh, I'm talking about, yeah. It's like a spear where it has, like, a sword at the end. Yeah, and they, yeah. they fight, like... Um... It's not a bow staff. I forgot what they're called, but I know what you're talking about. Okay. It's like, it's like a glaive, kind of, I think. Glaive. Yeah. All right. All right. So, that was my uh, chat box. Uh, you have any random thoughts on... Any other? You have your own chat box, or I don't because this is like a new segment prototype thing. So I just thought of yeah. mine. Only I didn't really think of it. I mean, I just thought of like the questions I was gonna ask you or anything of like. You know what? I also did this mm. because this kind of resolves the. Hey, Johnny, you have anything else to say? Thank you. I love that. And That's great kinda, reasoning. This kind of fixes it. Yeah, totally. Well, too. New year, new Johnny. <laughs> All right. All right. I guess that's it, right? We're almost like at two hours at the point. So. Really? Mm-hmm. All right. That wraps it up. I went by fa- this actually went by really fast compared to like, because some episodes I feel like kind of like take a while. I'm like, here I'm like, wow, I can't believe it's already. Th- it feels like it's only been like an hour. Yeah. So that's great. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm struggling to speak right now because I have chocolate in my mouth and I thought Johnny was going to take longer to speak. Give me a second. Okay. If you made it this far, of course, we appreciate your listenership. We always have a fun time. Uh, doing this, even though sometimes I come over, I'm a little tired, but like once we get started talking, I'm like, oh yeah, like, and I remember why I do this. Cause it's just fun to kind of hash out ideas and stuff and to record those ideas. So thank you as always, uh, for listening to us, uh, as we enter a new year, we're going to, I don't know, I have a couple of ideas that we want to do, but, um, I'm trying to always keep it upbeat, try to keep it uh, entertaining all as educational, informative as possible. And so, yeah. That's where we're at with this. If you want to reach us, you want to send us an email, uh, comment about maybe you want to come up with your own ideas for special characters for a future Mortal Kombat or um, Injustice game. I was struggling with the name. I was going to say DC because there is a DC versus Mortal Kombat game. I don't know if you remember that, Johnny. I never played it, but yeah. Okay. So if you have any ideas you want to contribute, hey, we could read those next week. Maybe if you. If we get enough of those, we could probably just start the episode with that even, so just get the get out of the way, too. Yeah, all the uh, the fan stuff is going to be at the front. We're going to try to front load that moving forward. And, yeah, so if you have comments, questions, suggestions, thoughts, ideas, you can reach us at Podcast at yahoo.com. Again, that is Podcast at yahoo.com. You can also reach us at our Twitter page, P, which is all one word, P on Twitter. Um, other than that... I think that's kind of it for this week. I'm going to 
probably play a few. I'm going to try to finish. I have to finish the Night Witch because I have to write a review for it. And if I don't finish, I'm going to not treat it as a review. I'm just going to write impressions because I have to write something for the game mm-hmm. or else like then like they, they stop sending me review code. So I have to either finish it. I, I plan on finishing, but if I don't, for whatever reason, I'm just going to write my impressions and just so if anyone reads it, they know it's not like I, I want to be very upfront that I didn't finish the game just so, you know, no false pretense there. So, um, but I'm trying to remember, is there anything big in January to play? I know there's stuff coming out, but I don't remember if it was anything that was specifically. I think there's only four spoken. Is that this month? It might be. Yeah. Cause I know next month, next month, there's a couple things I do want to play starting with, uh, um, Ishin, like a, uh, the Yakuza game, it's like set in the medieval, like in the 1800s. Mm-hmm. That comes out next month. I'm looking forward to that. I'm just trying to remember, like cost wise, like like should I be putting anything to the side to buy anything? I'm like I don't remember. I know there's something coming now. There's like Dead Space, but that's oh, kinda... is it Dead Space remake? The one thing of? I don't know. I might I, I might I hop on that. I might hop on that. Maybe. It's not, I'm not committing to it, but maybe so. Anyways, ladies and gentlemen, we'll catch you next week. That's going to be it for us tonight. So, peace. Peace.